Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, warrior. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I truly appreciate it. Before we get started with today's podcast, I just want to let you know something quite important. Very, very soon, we will be opening the doors again to my signature program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. This program is a 12-week mind-body program to help you get pregnant faster, but mostly overcome the stress that infertility is causing in your life. Uh, We will be having a 48-hour VIP offer when the doors open. So it's really important that if you would like to get on board that offer that you join my email list, the very best way to do that is to head to my website and there's a little tab that says help is here. That leads to uh, one of the areas that you can sign up. You could also join my infertility library. A great way to just, I guess, also find out about that is to jump onto my Instagram and go to the link in my bio there. uh, And that's where you can sign up to the library as well. Um, But we'll be having a 48 hour crazy deal when we open the doors to the program. If you go to Instagram and that's how you look, you can also go and check out my highlights to get a little bit of a sneak peek about what is included in the program. We have some amazing bonuses as part of that program. We have a bespoke yoga series that has been created just for this program. We have guest expert interviews all the way from neurologic music therapists and brain care specialists to clinical psychologists to sexual emotional coaches. So we have all sorts of different and interesting interviews as part of that program, although the core of the program is me talking to you about how to overcome the incredible emotions that we feel on this journey, dive deep into the fear, the guilt, all of that kind of stuff. I have not shied away in this program. It's 12 weeks, so it's very comprehensive. And the results from this program have been quite simply amazing. So encourage you to get onto the list if you want to hear about my 48-hour special because if you you don't catch the podcast and things like that, as soon as we drop, then you may miss out. So today's podcast is a little bit of a rant, I guess, and it's just been bubbling up in me for quite some time. So as you know, it's been eight years now since my own fertility journey, and I really don't have many bad words at all to say about my particular clinic. I thought my specialist was incredible. I never felt like they were complacent with me on my journey, and I felt like I received some really incredible compassion and care when I had my miscarriage and my missed miscarriage. But I keep hearing stories in the Fertility Warriors support and chat group on Facebook. We had like a big chat on Instagram. One of my friends, Monica from Fertility Reconnect, 
posted an image, which I then reposted onto my page about doctors saying, you know, like you need to wait until you have three miscarriages until we run some further tests. We had some conversations with fertility specialists through that post. And it's just got me fired up that there are some really great, I mean, it's not just a rant against fertility clinics, definitely don't take it as that, but there are some opportunities that fertility clinics could be taking that would impact not only your journey, but it would impact, I'm sure, the success of their business as well. But also, you know, as with any industry, there are good fertility specialists and there are not so good fertility specialists. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And my hope is that number one, you will, you know, listen to this and maybe think that, yep, okay, maybe I need something outside my fertility clinic. Maybe I need to seek some care somewhere else, but also maybe that you will recognize if maybe your fertility clinic is not for you and gain a little bit of strength to advocate for yourself or gain a little bit of strength and confidence to go and get a second opinion. Please, the stakes are high in this. There's no guarantees. It costs so much, not just from an emotional perspective and a financial perspective, like it costs relationships, it costs all sorts of things. So this is a high stakes game. And, you know, my goal is always for you to have success and not just success in the literal context of falling pregnant and having a healthy baby. But also my bigger goal is for you to have success in your life, to feel confident, happy, calm, empowered, fulfilled in your life. And you'll notice threads of that throughout every single podcast, even when we're talking about things like diet and things like that. I want you to be empowered. I want you to be healthy. I want all of these things for you. So the first thing that happened that kind of set this off was that someone in the Fertility Warrior Support chat group said, my fertility specialist said that improving egg quality is hogwash. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Then um, on a positive note, I'll read out to you two testimonials or things, you know, because I've been launching the program, I've been looking at all of the feedback that we've had from the last round of the Fertility Warrior Intensive and the round before that. So I'll just read out to you these two testimonials and then you'll see like a little bit more of the story. So this is the first one. Just wanted to email and say thank you. Thank you for taking so much of your time to do what you do. Thank you for showing up so regularly to the group and checking in. You truly coached me through this. Thank you for showing up to the group meet. I loved meeting you. Thank you for helping me find me again. You're right. I had got to the point where I realized I had to change for something to change. I didn't know where to go for that help, but the intensive came just at the right time. It was definitely meant to be. I needed this. I needed to get back to where I was. I cannot believe the transformation. I had a follow-up appointment with our specialist yesterday and she said you're a different person sitting in front of me in comparison to nine months ago. This is despite the fact that we were sitting there because we had been unsuccessful in our IVF. But I was truly okay and I could have a rational conversation and make a plan for a frozen transfer and then potentially another round of IVF if needed again. And I'm so okay with this. I know three months ago, this would have induced panic and desperation over the fact that this is taking way longer than I thought, but it didn't. 
I truly believe my time will come. I can visualize my baby and I know I will be an amazing mother. I wish that your intensive program was made more available or at least the awareness made at the start of the journey. I'm grateful for the program and the lessons I have learned. I'll always circle back to the course and I will definitely never give up my journaling. This is probably too long to use as a testimonial, (laughs) but thank you so much again for using your journey to help others. I really appreciate it. So that was the story from one of my clients. So then another client wrote to me after completing the intensive and she said, this program was great for us now, but I wished I would have had it about a year earlier when things were really dark. And then, oh, there's actually three testimonials. Another warrior wrote, IVF clinics need someone like Robin integrated into their office. So then we had the next incident, which was on my Instagram page, I wrote the post about miscarriage. And so many specialists always say that you need to have three miscarriages before they can do any further tests. And it just, you know, peeved me. These are the five things that I wish fertility clinics would do, okay? The first one is to stop ignoring the impact of diet and environmental toxins on our fertility. They make a huge impact, especially like when you have endometriosis, when you have PCOS, even when you have unexplained infertility, which I believe often comes down to things like autoimmune disease and things like that, I think that what we eat is so important. And it doesn't need to be these extreme diets, but it just needs to be some of the basics of nutrition and some of the support to help us get there. And some of us might think, oh, well, it's not rocket science, but for some people, they're not aware of things like that. I think fertility clinics need to be seen to advocate for a healthy lifestyle that, yes, will improve egg quality. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to know that shit in, shit out, right? If we think of, you know, like what you put in your body from a diet perspective, what you put in your body from a chemicals perspective, what you put in your body, even from a mindset perspective, and there's multiple studies out there, which so many people seem to be ignoring, that do show that there is a correlation between stress, i.e. like increased cortisol levels, you know, this staying at a low level of anxiety on a constant basis can impact uh, things like oocyte retrieval rates, live birth rates, miscarriage rates, all sorts of things. There are multiple studies that show this, just like there are multiple studies, like hundreds of studies out there showing things like controlling insulin resistance is one of the key ways to improve symptoms with PCOS, right? And obviously, if we improve symptoms with PCOS, we're also improving that at, you know, this biological level. Ditto with endometriosis. It is caused by inflammation. So surely we need to be telling women with endometriosis to follow an anti-inflammatory diet. It doesn't seem like rocket science to me. Yet, not one person at my clinic, to my recollection, ever mentioned diet. 
Where was the nutritionist? Where was the sample meal plans? Where was the guidelines, like the handouts? Imagine if you went to your fertility clinic, and this is where, like, I don't just want this to be a rant, but I want this to be, like, suggestions. And I would love, love, love clinics to listen to this and implement some of this because one of the things that we talked about on this Instagram post was that you as the client surely need to be made to feel like your fertility clinic is doing every single possible thing in their power to assist you with your fertility. And this is what I think is, yes, there are people like me who are providing programs like the My Missing Peace membership. There are people like me who are providing programs like the Fertility Warrior Intensive. But let's all be real here that the majority of our money goes to the fertility clinics, like 10, 20, 30, 50 times what you will pay for any other person, which may have, like, I'll be honest, sometimes if you go to see a naturopath, some of the, um, like, success rates could be the same depending on what your circumstances are. But, you know, when we go with IVF and things like that, We're paying a lot of money to our fertility clinics and I don't feel like there is a huge increased cost for them to be able to provide services and guidelines such as some dietary guidance and information. Imagine if you went to your fertility clinic and you were given a folder of all the things that you could do and you could focus on to try and help maximise your chances of IVF or IUI success. Imagine if you were given like a bunch of different fact sheets with information about your particular concern. How incredible would that be? But I don't think we can ignore the impact that diet has on fertility. And I wish that fertility specialists, the old school specialists out there who just are pushing things like IVF and IUI, would actually acknowledge that egg quality is a thing and poor lifestyle contributes to poor retrieval rates, success rates, etc. And obviously, high success rates equals high business opportunity for a fertility clinic as well. I think that fertility clinics need to stop doing the same thing and expect a different result. I've heard so many stories of women who have done the exact same IVF cycle like six times or eight times. I feel like after a few times of doing one particular thing, we need to look back, we need to repeat tests, we need to do additional tests, we need to start changing up the cycles, we need to maybe change up some of the medications and things like that. I don't feel like it's enough to just keep doing the same thing over and over again when our biological clocks are ticking and our wallets are very quickly diminishing. So that's number two, is that I wish fertility specialists, as I say before, there's amazing fertility specialists out there, but I'm talking to the ones who are maybe not so amazing, need to stop doing the same thing and expecting a different result. If you are one of these people who is at a clinic and you are not confident because they keep doing the same thing over and over again, if you feel like they're not explaining to you why this is happening, if they're not, you know, like scrambling after, you know, like two or three IVF attempts to try and get this thing sorted, then I think it's time to go out and get a second opinion. If I can urge you to do something today, one big action 
it is that if some of these are running red flags to you, then go out and get a second opinion, please. Don't ever be afraid of getting a second opinion. Number three is to stop ignoring the emotional impact of infertility. When I did a survey on my Instagram just the other day, I did a poll of what was the hardest. Was it fertility treatments? Was it the, like the medical stuff? Was it the stress? Was it the lifestyle changes? What was it? And it was like overwhelming, like 76% of people said that it was the stress of infertility. There is a study, which I talk about all the time, so I know you know it, probably know it already, but the study says that the stress of infertility has been shown to be comparable to the stress of a cancer diagnosis, to the stress of an AIDS diagnosis, or to the stress of heart disease. It's a thing. Like, we all know it's a thing. You know it's a thing. I know it's a thing. It's impacting your life. It's impacting your rational decision-making, and I believe And multiple studies show this as well, that it can impact your fertility as well. There are some people who can operate, which studies have shown as well. They can operate at higher stress levels and it doesn't have as much of an impact on their hormones. But there are also lots of people out there that for which it does have a significant impact. There are a significant number of studies that show, as I've just explained before, that prolonged stress, the stress of the journey can impact like your hormones, like embryo or egg retrieval rates, live birth rates, miscarriage rates. And not only that, but that mind-body programs can positively impact your success rates. So up to double, like you can have up to double the success rates of things like IVF when you are undertaking things like mind-body programs. One of the research showed even just a two-week mindfulness program had a positive outcome. And so when we look at these things, I feel like no one's really looking at it. But if we take it a step further, check out my podcast next week where one of my warriors, Rebecca, will be jumping on and talking about her story. And she was so stressed. She was just filled to the brim with anxiety. And here's the thing. She was in such a fragile emotional state and she feels like looking back, her clinic probably should not have allowed her to continue on with treatment, except that they did. And I don't think that's healthy. I think that sometimes clinics need to turn people away in order to gain, you know, some treatment. But I also think, imagine if your clinic provided you with access to programs like the Fertility Warrior Intensive. They don't have to be the Fertility Warrior Intensive. They can be a meditation course. They could be a private portal with yoga lessons, with meditations, with like science-based information about why these things are positive for your overall health and not just your fertility. They can employ whatever it is, life coaches, Uh, fertility coaches, even regular people like me who can talk about their journey. Imagine if they, oh, I could just go on. Literally, I could go on and on and on. I have a bonus tip, which is like the fertility clinics should start using clients such as yourselves, people who are on the other side to talk about, you know, like some of the things that they felt helped them 
just even just love notes from past fertility people, even if they had a mentoring program where past clients who had had success can mentor people who are currently in the thick of it. Just imagine that. I feel like I'm, you know, like talking about, I don't know, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz now, like all of the things that I wish, wish, wish from The Wizard of Oz would come true. So as we've discussed as well, my number five is to stop being afraid to pause treatment, right? Don't be afraid to pause treatment. I just spoke to you about Rebecca's story. I think there are too many clinics who are just telling people to keep going and going and going and going with different cycles when they're not in the right frame of mind. They're like maybe their lifestyle is completely out of whack. You know, maybe it's not emotional, maybe it's like a lifestyle thing. But for whatever reason, I think we need to not be afraid sometimes to pause treatment in order to help someone help themselves. And I know that we have a biological clock, but I think that sometimes if we're creating such a toxic environment to ourselves, like there's always a balance and there's always a payoff. And that, you know, I see this sometimes with clients in terms of perfectionism. We can be so focused on being perfect and being perfect with lifestyle and diet and things like that kicking ourselves for any little indiscretion or like we'll go and we'll discover that something we've been eating has gluten in it or something like that and we'll really kick ourselves but then end up in this really heightened state of stress and then we end up going backwards because of that clinics may say well yeah but that's kind of what we think and that's why we don't talk about diet and yes your fertility specialist should talk to you about diet but they can also hire nutritionists but on the same token A lot of you are out there already hiring your own nutritionists and things like that. It's not like you don't always get that information, but there are some people out there who will go and seek that information for themselves. There are some people out there who will continue blindly along because they don't know the impact that either diet or emotional health can have on fertility. And they won't know. Like I did not know at the start of my journey that much about environmental toxins and exposure to BPA and, you know, all sorts of phthalates, parabens. You know, I had no idea about any of this for such a long time and then known endocrine disruptors. And I think that people should be made aware of that and I don't think it's too hard for that to be provided. The very last thing that I really think fertility clinics need to do is to change their mindset from Unless there's a double blind placebo trial with a large sample size and this and this and this, then that's when I'll only recommend it because I think that sometimes that's a really high bar to set. And I think that there's a number of treatments that can pretty definitively be shown to not have any negative impact. So essentially, if and Rebecca Fett talks about this in her book, It Starts With The Egg. And I completely agree. If it can't possibly harm your fertility, if the only way is either the same or benefit it, then I absolutely believe that it's something that fertility clinics need to consider more. All of these things, I know fertility specialists um, such as Sasha McHale, Natalie Crawford. There are all sorts of specialists out there who I know talk about this stuff like all the time. You can follow them on Instagram. I'm following a lot of them, so you can just go down and see who I'm following. But there are so many specialists out there spreading the message of, you know, like all of the things that can 
assist fertility. But there's these, some old school specialists out there who are so reluctant to recommend anything unless there's been, you know, these really significant clinical trials. But they're things that we can pretty much guarantee could only improve. Like they, there's no downside to them. So I wish that clinics would do that. And I wish that clinics would do more testing. And it comes back to the post where we talk about you have to wait for three miscarriages. If someone feels like there is something really wrong that is causing these miscarriages or they have, you know, one miscarriage and want further testing, I think that fertility clinics need to be open to that. And I think that fertility is a moving parade as well. So particularly from my journey, they ran what's called an ANA test at the start of my journey. So it tested whether my immune system was switched on or not. The test came back negative at the start of my journey. It is my true belief, 100% my true belief, that the incredible stress that I was under triggered my immune system. And my immune system still has not switched off, to my knowledge. And, you know, autoimmune diseases and things like that like to hang around together. So I've tested positive for scleroderma. I haven't been diagnosed with it. I've just tested positive for it. Go figure. But there's a possibility that there could be other autoimmune conditions. I have a healthy lifestyle and I feel very healthy. And I follow, you know, a fairly autoimmune protocol type diet, which is probably why I don't show any symptoms. But I, you know, it's my belief that stress triggered that. And had I not advocated for myself and initiated those tests, then I would have been in a different position. I would not have had the success that I had on my journey. So I want to leave you with that. It's a moving parade. You need to advocate for yourself where you feel like your fertility clinic is not providing the exact support that you need. And if you feel like you're not getting the support anywhere, then I do think that you need to have a look at how you can maximise your chances of success through whatever means that is. So whether that's through diet and seeing like a nutritionist, maybe that's through like your emotions and joining something like the Fertility Warrior Intensive, whatever it is. If you're not getting that from your fertility clinic, then the onus is on you to go and find it. I will catch you next episode. We are sharing a story from a real life warrior. I had such fun interviewing Kiara the other week that I wanted to interview another warrior as well. Catch you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinburkin.com. And if you like this podcast, please share it with others. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.